Hello and welcome to Movies on the Side. This is Stephen Robles. And this is Nate Baranowski. And we don't talk about Bruno. No, we don't talk about Bruno, but we do review the 2021 Disney movie, Encanto. We start with the songs, and we are living in Lin-Manuel Miranda era. I talk about my favorite character, possibly in any number of movies, and how I am her. I am a Monday morning quarterback, or whatever you call armchair psychologist, because I head to the director's seat and see what I would do to change the ending of this movie. We talk about the score and the characters and some little troubles with the plot of this movie. I love it. I have the heart of a child. And Steven has the heart of Louisa. All this and more (laughs) on Movies on the Side. All right, Nate, you had wanted me to do this movie several times. You kept texting me. Every time I said, what movie are we going to do? You said Encanto. So you want to do Encanto. You want to talk about the music. You want to talk about the story. So I've, I've seen it. I have listened to the soundtrack after watching the movie as per your instructions. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, Yes. And I've made some other discoveries as well. Nate, let's do the Rotten Tomatoes real quick and let's jump into this. Yep. What do you think Rotten Tomatoes is for the Disney movie Encanto? I'm going to say critics go 88. Critics gave it 91. Okay. 91%. And what do you think audience gave this movie? 97. 93. Pretty close. Pretty close. Okay. Yep. I'm going to I'm gonna say right here, this yes. might be an unpopular opinion. Yes. I think it's overrated. I think it's overrated, but I think there are elements of this movie yeah. Yeah. that hit super home that I will talk about in a moment. I know the mm-hmm. character I am in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it hits, it hits home pretty well, but right. no, I feel like it's, it's overrated. I mean, do, how, do you feel like it's, it's that okay. good? It's worthy okay. 93%? Okay, here's the thing. Yeah. I... I am disappointed that the reality of life is that you, Stephen Robles, saw this movie after the buzz and because I requested it a few times. Because I think that this movie, which I watched relatively early on Disney Plus, like as soon as it came out, it was like, hey, this got music by Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's right. I'm watching it. So I watched it and it's, I did not go to the theater for it. I just watched it on Disney Plus. Disney Plus, right. That experience feels so different than I have seen stuff on TikTok with the (laughs) songs. I have seen like it being played forever in a family's home with little kids. Right. right. And I I am pestered by my co-host to watch this movie. And I think that's unfortunately how you came into this. And I would say Mm -hmm. I may surprise you here. I do think the movie itself maybe overrated okay thank you because first of all as we talked about in many episodes the zeitgeist has an effect on me sometimes mm-hmm. i want to go with the zeitgeist sometimes i want right. to resist it i lost spider-man spider-man no way home i want to be a part of the zeitgeist in Kanto, it was like a little too much and i do feel like the hype then kind of overplayed yep. how good this movie was but let's talk about the the music because i feel like the story this is it this we'll get is to it. it. The, yes. the music is the thing. Listen, Lin Manuel Miranda is at the height of his powers at this very moment. My older sister, Isabella and Luisa. One strong, one graceful, perfect in every way. Lin Manuel Miranda could play on a child's xylophone for 30 minutes and it's going to win a Grammy. Lin Manuel Miranda can do whatever the heck he wants. Now, I will say, it's got good music. I like the music. I listen to the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. I like maybe two songs really well and then the rest i feel like are kind of fine like they're fine Mm -hmm. what do you add do you are you in love with this music yes yes i am okay well there you go i have heard 
a listener of this show, a friend of mine, okay. who said okay. to me, there are eras of time that uh, historians have divided the world into the you know the the, the Jurassic eras, period, the, ages, yeah, yeah, the yeah. period, you know, the, the Stone the Age, era, the Crustaceous. He yeah, said, yeah. "We are living in the era of Lin Manuel Miranda, <laughs> and I'm happy to be part of it." Sure, we are now, definitely now, are. Yeah, I do know that there are other opinions in this world that are feeling a little lmm fatigue <laughs> with lynn and that's fine and understandable because he does a lot of great things but his real wheelhouse like where it really gets you he is a master lyricist his storytelling within songs and the way he brings about a character's personality through lyrics is unparalleled but i will say that at times the melody of the song is not like alan menken little mermaid level if that makes sense right okay so a couple things i think is interesting it did win a golden globe just recently as we record for best animated motion picture so it did win for that but it did not win original score i would like to point out han zimmer we talked about the score at length one best original score for dune of 2021 i thought that was pretty i mean that's yes yeah exactly Ah! sorry (laughs) i said let it out there are you going to put in a clip right here? You can't just oh, a bagpipe clip do it. from Dune. <laughs> I put in that bagpipe clip in that episode. It was pretty great. Can I can I just say the I don't know if the original score does that include the soundtrack because I know another person scored this movie. It's, it's complicated. I don't know if what kind of gets included in that. It's complicated because when you go on Apple Music to listen to the score, there's like 50 tracks and some of them mm-hmm. are the songs and some of them are just the background music. So I'm not I'm not entirely sure. Okay, so this song was has an original song nominated uh, that I guess that they put up for Oscar, um, right. you know, best original song. And that is the Dos Oreguitas song, right? which uh, we can talk about in a second, is a beautiful, beautiful song. And probably the moment that I think Stephen Robles shed a few tears in this movie. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's probably not one of my top three songs of this movie. <laughs> top two songs i'll just say it right now number one let's not talk about bruno we don't talk about bruno mm-hmm. number two can you guess surface pressure yes absolutely all right we're going to talk about luisa in a second but i do want to say the opening number of this movie is pretty fun oh man mate when i was listening to that character sing uh-huh. i said this person is talking very fast she sounds very good i need to know who this is and then you realize that your worlds collided because you're a huge Brooklyn Nine-Nine fan. <laughs> I saw him when I saw that Stephanie Beatrice, who plays Rosa Diaz from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, is the voice of Mirabelle. I think I passed out for a second. I think I blacked out and I said, what? Not only does she sing, but she sounds great. And she is the voice. She's the main character of this movie. Uh, my love for this movie did go up a notch when I made that discovery. And also when John Leguizamo, when I found out he was voicing Bruno. Yes. <laughs> that yes. too. But I will give credit. I do love those specific songs. And then you sent me a YouTube video of, we don't talk about Bruno in like 
what, like 30 languages or something? Right. And I do have to give Lin-Manuel Miranda credit for writing a song that sounds beautiful in all those languages, including like Scandinavian right. and German and like all these crazy things. Like it, it sounded cool in all those languages. I enjoyed that. I have to say the soundtrack. For me, the, the movie itself was good. And I was like, oh, I really enjoy this. But the next day... I kind of had, it was a somewhere between an earworm and a right. sort of a movie worm because there's something about the family and the collection of characters that kind of just bugged me. And I thought, well, I'll just listen to the soundtrack one more time. <laughs> like, I don't actually remember a ton of these songs, but I'll just listen to it again. Right. That turned into, this is truly a soundtrack that i could play once a day like they're really like it moves between the family madrigal song that's a good song followed by waiting on a miracle which to me is actually one of the weaker songs now i agree i'm putting weaker because i think all the music is splendid from this movie but as far as like a driving moving ballad uh, Stephanie does, has a great voice as Mirabelle, and that's really fun. But it doesn't quite climb to uh, what I all what all it could be, if that yes. makes sense. The the lyrics are yeah. great, but I think that's the song that I would like. Man, I really want a a true. I'm going to go back to Ellen Macon, a true like part of your world yes. sort of reflections from Mulan, like the big. I wanted a big one here. Right, I agree, and I also was a little tainted of the soundtrack because of the actual plot of this movie like i mean you should just go watch it it's on disney plus it's fine it's this family who they all have special powers and they live Uh in this magical house and mirabelle is the one person who didn't get a gift and so that's you know sad she reaches out for the door and it goes oh oh, that is heartbreaking that is a heartbreaking moment like if that was me I would probably just leave. I would just leave the town and never come back. I said, right. <laughs> the, the, all the, like my literal blood family all have special powers and I get nothing like, right. and we'll get back to whether or not she has a power maybe after a spoiler horn, but mm-hmm. the overall plot of like the house is cracking. We don't know why. And we have to find Bruno, the brother that we don't speak of, which, you know, that's all fun and interesting. I think it gets a little convoluted, especially late in the movie and the ultimate resolution of everything. It feels like I don't buy this. Like Disney movies and Pixar, they usually nail that part, if anything. Even if the soundtrack is just like, okay, or whatever, like the story usually hits and like you get this wave of emotion and it's talking about deep right. things like we I watched uh, Luca. We we should talk about Luca sometime. Silencio Bruno. Silencio Bruno, like the end of that movie, I was like crying because it was so deep. Yeah. And I that this movie did not do it for me. I love that we have like Colombian representation. You got arepas. Like I love all of that. I think that's all important and good. But for Disney to slightly fumble the like last third of a movie. I think it's strange. Like I even found it heartwarming when Mirabelle finds Bruno in the house. Like, I think that's a beautiful moment. And we see Bruno have his table where he eats kind of in line with the family's long table. He still wants to be a part of it. There's great moments right there in the middle, but then I feel like it fumbles the end. I 
actually agree with you here. I am probably more forgiving of it than you, but it does feel, I would even say the last third, I would say the last 15 minutes almost feels to me rushed or edited in a way that doesn't quite, like the beats of the final conflict, which we'll talk after the spoiler horn, it doesn't sit in the final conflict hard enough right? so that the resolution feels like, oh, you just jump to the, we're all happy again, or it's all, it's all good. Um, and I really think that even just a slightly different edit yeah. with the last 15 minutes could have really driven this movie home. Because I will have to say, apart from plot, like which we'll talk about in a second, there is truly a magical quality mm-hmm. to the first two-thirds of this movie yeah. that are really, really fun to watch. And I'm going to say this. The animation of the characters as they move and dance. Oh, my goodness. And kind of like the way that, that Mirabelle just kind of floats through and and Louisa has this heaviness to her and Isabella kind of floats through the air. Oh, yeah. The animation is so top-notch. And there are moments in the first third when the house is... Is coming to life yes. and the tiles are pouring the coffee yes. and like and especially when Antonio who gets his powers to talk to animals when he opens up his door and this, there's this giant magical world that appears I had the giddy joy of being a kid and being like this is this is like what a dream would be like for me Yes. Of going like every kid going, hey, when you reach a certain age, you have powers and then you get a giant playground forest that appears in your room. Yes to all of that. The animation is incredible. Watching the hair on some of those characters (laughs) is just uh, incredible. Like it's just amazing. I just want to circle back around real quick to finish off the the song discussion because I do have to say before we get off of the songs, the middle of the, if this is a baseball lineup. Okay. And that first song is Welcome to the Family Madrigal is like your leadoff hitter. That starts you out bopping. And then to me, the second hitter, I would say it's a it's a nice it's a nice attempt there. I think Waiting on a Miracle works fine in that section. But then you have surface pressure. Actually, it's surface pressure. We don't talk about Bruno. Right. And the I don't even know the name of it. What else can I do? You're right. By by Isabella, the this poppy a hurricane of Hankaranda. Those three clean up hitters in the middle of the lineup, <laughs> those three are worth the price of admission because yes. you then follow that up with Dos Orogitas, which is just beautifully sung. And then the final song, which we can talk about the plot later and the kind of unsatisfying nature of that. But the final song is a collection of all those other songs combined into one. Lin-Manuel takes great musical motifs and just weaves them together in a final song that is truly satisfying. And there is a part of when Antonio whispers like, we made this for you, which I listen to the soundtrack and I get choked up just hearing a little kid (laughs) when they present a gift later on. We'll talk about, but anyway, that's the end of my song. I, have listened to this soundtrack i kid you not more than 30 times because it is a breezy six songs and that's all you need it is great yeah i'm with you and one of the the song that got me was the luisa song yes because i think it it so aptly 
gives us a picture of her character and connects that character to us in real life mm-hmm. to identify with that. I saw a TikTok of, I guess some wife made her husband watch this movie and she was like filming him as the song was playing on the TV. And the comment was, my husband is the Louisa of his family and you can see the anxiety growing as he watches this song play out. Oh, and, man. And it was like, Yes, that yes, I I identify with that. You are Louisa. I Steve. I didn't want to say it myself, but you have said it. I am the Louisa. And one, it's a fun song. Like it is a very fun song. The animation is great, and just the way that Lin Manuel describes his character through that song, I think is great. The voice acting by Jessica Darrow, who plays Louisa, oh goodness, she has. has this really deep voice, but then she floats it in the middle like when she talks about oh, if yes. she could have some like just some space and some rest yeah. to enjoy life and then yes. back down as if she is gritting her vocal cords throughout <laughs> this song it is yes. one of the best vocal performances just from character to song that i've heard in a long time i could listen to her sing drip 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 yes. just those three words on repeat for an entire day <laughs> She she uses a line in this song of saying they never wonder if the same pressure would have pulled them under. Oh my god. Of people giving her this weight that they didn't even think, wait, would I be able to handle it if I was in your shoes? Oh my goodness. Oh, Steven's having a Steven's having I'm a like, moment my, my here. blood pressure's going up just now. Again, to credit of Lin-Manuel Miranda, the words that he wrote. The music is fun, but he has such a masterful control of lyrics and how accurate they like. Yes. match to real life. It is, it is truly, again, he is a gift to us all. <laughs> we are living in the era of <laughs> Lin-Manuel the Miranda. Era. The, another example of this, even though the song Waiting on the Miracle is not one of my favorites, at the very beginning, she basically says in her lyrics, like, I'm fine. Don't be sad about this. She's talking to herself. And then like the next line is, I'm not fine. I'm not fine. And like that's the kind of simple yet brilliant lyrical words where a character refutes herself in the second line like we all do when we're talking yes. to ourselves. I am still a part of the family, Madrigal, and I'm fine. I am totally fine. I will stand on the side as you shine. I'm not fine. I'm not fine. Oh, my goodness. Well, now I like the movie a little more. Now that we... <laughs> We have teased out. Wait, you were going to talk about We Don't Talk About Bruno. Well, because I I think Luisa's song is such an apt description of her character and real life. We Don't Talk About Bruno, I think, is my favorite to listen to, but it doesn't give us the glimpse into Bruno's character. Like, we get it later because right. Mirabelle, like, spends some time with him and talks to him. But I, I maybe wanted one more song that gave us, like, a deep look yeah. at a character. Like, the, like the grandmother character would have been a great one to learn in depth. Like, we get it at the end, but it's in this convoluted, like, plot mess. It doesn't mean as much. We could have used a little bit more of her early on. It, it makes, Correct. She has, a, she has a line that 
I, again, I've listened to the soundtrack a thousand times, but she has a line in that opening song about how work and dedication will keep the miracle burning. Right. And this idea of she feels this great weight to keep this all going right. by proving that she's worthy or that their family is worthy to maintain these powers. And that like plays into it. But I could have used a slight little like, what do you call it? A reprise or a reprise? I yeah, never yeah. know how to say A that. Return of Jafar reprise, like <laughs> one of the best in all of Disney history. Yeah, I could have used one of her maybe later. Can you imagine? I'm not, I'm going to be backseat uh, director on this, but I think if she would have given kind of a sweet grandmotherly reprise of surface pressure, kind of Ooh. slightly different and a little yes, slower, a little yes. less boppy, but a little bit of like. I like that. Something about that would have been a kind of a cool mix there. It would have been. The one character I really wanted to learn more about is the sister who can hear everything, where like she hears things far away. She is great. She is great. The few moments like when she finally talks to her love, like the way like just a few lines she has, I was like, I really want to hear more from her. Like give her a song. She has a very she has a very Angelica Skyler yes. sort of vibe yes. going on yes. that I really like. I also have to say that Isabella uh, what else can I do? I don't necessarily uh, connect to it, but it does feel like another layer of person who is really needs to be perfect and beautiful and uh, have these expectations of doing everything right. But beneath her is a lot more like, I just want to talk about what I truly feel and not what I'm supposed to be feeling in this. Right. I think that song, which Lin-Manuel Miranda says that it is kind of like a 90s era pop Colombian song. Mm. And I, I really do feel like the stadium kind of poppy nature of it. And so that's a really fun one as well. Nate, I feel like we should rate this movie and then talk about the ending okay. and the plot. Yep. Because we, we really yep. need to. So let us rate this on a scale of zero to five arepas. I've had arepas and they are wonderful. And that's all I'll say about that. They heal you they, just they like They literally Julieta. heal you. The cheesier, the more healing it brings. <laughs> I, this is so tough because I've actually now enjoyed talking about the movie more and I, I almost like it more. You're going to listen to that Surface Pressure song again. Oh, 100%. 100%. But I think I'm going to give this movie... Can I give you one a one more little touch before you rate sure, it? Just to sure, try to sure. convince you to bump it up a little more? Okay, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah. This Dos Oreguitas song, Oreguitas is Caterpillar. This song about two caterpillars is a song about two caterpillars that are in love and they love being with each other, but they have this thing inside of them that like, they have to leave each other because they have to go in their separate cocoons. And so there's this fear of, I want to be with you, but there's something inside of me that knows that we have to move on to the next stage mm -hmm. of our life. Okay, right. And they enter these two, enter this chrysalis, and knowing that like, I think we're going to come back together, but I can't be sure. Mm. But you need to go and do this. And there's this beautiful, like, I want you to, like, you have to separate from me in order to move on, which can be an allegory for all sorts of things. Sure, it can be sure. about, you know, like two people that are married in love for a long time and one of them passes away. Right. And it's like, man, I, I hope to see you later, but I, I won't see you for a while. Or all the way to like, 
a young type of love like a high school kind of love and sure, it's like sure. you have to move on and there is something like when you kind of the story and then they they do become butterflies and they have to they have to move on from each other but also like i don't know there's beauty to that so mm-hmm. i think that's a really cool kind of uh, nature story <laughs> okay all right i'm gonna give this movie three and a half arepas I, again the last 15 minutes they they take me out I have some serious questions about the plot, which we're going to talk about in a second. But I think three and a half, the music is, I do love the music. Louisa is me and I am uh-huh. Louisa. Yes. And that song alone gets like two out of the three and a half points for me. <laughs> yep. And so, yeah, I'm going to settle on three and a half. I would love to know what you give this movie. I'm going to give Encanto a solid four. Yeah. Here's why. The movie in and of itself, after listening to the soundtrack so many times, <laughs> I'm invested in these characters. I pull up a lot of the clips of it because I show them to my son because they're just fun to show him these uh, dancing like characters. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Think that it lacks a little bit in the final plot bits. But after this movie, this whole family of basically (laughs) X-Men. Yes, exactly. All of these characters. I want to know more about their lives. I want a sequel. I want to see them again. Like, this is weird to say. Like, when I am not listening to them, it's the only time, maybe other than like early Toy Story, where I miss the characters when I don't see, like, what, like, I want to know what happens Mm -hmm. to Antonio and uh, Felix and Peppa and like the whole family and what does Mirabelle do next? Like, yeah, that's the kind of thing, like, give me a Disney Plus show, that kind of thing. So I know that a movie that stays with me and I care about the characters and what happens to them, solid four. All right. So here's the spoiler horn. We're going to talk about the ending now. Okay. I'll leave this next part. <laughs> Let's see. I see you jumped in there. Go ahead. I jumped in so fast. Okay. Mirabelle is this wonderful character. She actually plays, I found out in my research, a 15-year-old. She's supposed to be 15 in this uh, movie. She does not have a gift. So badly wants to have a special power, make herself valuable member of the family. At the end, uh, the Bruno sees the future, his whatever prophecy or future sees that maybe she fixes the family or the house, maybe she breaks it. And basically the whole movie is that beneath the surface, the family is crumbling and falling apart. One, because they have this character, they this brother they don't speak about and a lot of like hurt behind the scenes. And then everyone, a lot of people are kind of nervous and scared and living up to pressure. So it looks all great, but the family is allegorically and the house is physically crumbling. Right. So Mirabelle comes in, kind of shows the different characters, gives them sort of the love they need and shows them that she values them not because of what they can do, but because of who they are. But they all feel like it's because of what they can do. Sure. So the end of the movie, this all crumbles apart. Abuela Alma uh, is upset with Mirabelle thinking that she's causing the house to break. It cracks in half and there's has this demolition of the house. Uh, the candle, which symbolizes sacrifice that Abuelo made for the family, goes out and Mirabelle runs away. 
Right. Is that pretty accurate to the conflict there? Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. The grandmother is a monster. And um, yeah. Oh, man. And she, like Mirabelle is, I would say, never bad. Yeah. Always trying her hardest. Absolutely. Just doesn't have a gift. And she is treated by Abuela like you're always getting in. Like she's done not that bad of things in this. Right. In this movie. So the best way for some of us to help is to step aside. Let the rest of the family do what they do best. Bruno is a, is not even gone. He is hiding behind the walls and she goes and like searches for him, which I don't know how you can survive behind the walls without being noticed by your family. But I had so many questions like food and water and <laughs> it's those mice. The mice bring it to him. Oh, yeah, great. Here's the thing. Yeah, maybe you said it, but why exactly are they losing their powers? Is it because the grandmother like is pressuring them and they all believe that like their strength is what keeps it together and not yes. their love? Yes. Is that yeah, it? Yeah. No, I think you you kind of have it. It's sort of like, okay. so the sacrifice by Abuelo during the Dos Oregita song, he sacrifices his life and tries to stop this group of I don't know what it is exactly, but there's some sort of uh, terrible calamity within Colombia that they're escaping from. And that produces the magic that basically creates this house and gives them all powers. I think what we're supposed to believe is that they think they have to be doing good things for the community in order to keep their powers. Right. But it's truly like the, the love and unity of the family that is kind of yeah, okay. empowering the, all this to stay. Okay. So when you know the house crumbles, Maribel runs away. The grandmother finds her by the river where the abuelo sacrificed himself. Yes. They, they, they reconcile. It's a nice scene. Like, it's fine. It is. <laughs> I kid you not. Yeah. The quickest reconciliation yeah, between quick. someone saying, what did you do? You have, like, destroyed this family to, I'm so sorry. I was wrong. We were saved because of you. We were given a miracle because of you. We are a family because of you. Here's what I would do. The director, Nate, says, Right. Give that moment three minutes to breathe. Yeah. Give the moment of Mirabelle running away. Because, I mean, like you said, you would have run away years ago. Mirabelle runs away. Give the moment. Imagine this scene. Abuela's still angry. She still thinks Mirabelle like stirred all this up. And she's been trying her best to hold the family together. And let the other members of the family convince Abuela that she's wrong. Let um, Isabella come in and say, Grandma, I never wanted to marry that man. Mirabelle was there for me and showed me that I don't like need to be perfect all the time. And that I can have this like true voice and have Louisa come in and say, I have been so burdened by this gift and I'm so worried all the time. And Mirabelle showed me love and have like, have Bruno appear right while Mirabelle's gone and say, Mirabelle has been trying to help you guys the whole time. She found me and like, this is what's been going on and let them convince Abuela 
that Mirabelle is the hero and not the villain and just give that moment some more weight. Yeah. I hate when things get undone, when conflict gets undone so fast in Disney movies these days. Let it breathe. Yeah, and like when Bruno showed up and Abuela hugged him, like I did feel that moment. Like that was, you could tell years of family conflict Yes, in a moment, in like in one hug that kind of says so much without saying any words. And so I, I appreciated that moment. But it was also this weird thing of like, okay, now that they all, I guess, love each other for the first time maybe ever, like that are not heaping these tremendous expectations on each other, Maribel, who was totally gypped of a power her entire life, is she does she get a power now when she puts the doorbell in, like the when she puts the doorknob in? Like, is is the secret to Maribel that she like I don't know resurrects the house? Like, what I don't even know what that is. Yeah, I think moral of the story here is that people seeing that Mirabel herself, uh, whether she is the the house or she is like yeah is the, she the, the, she she's not she's the not house. she's not the house because she yeah but, the house independent right but yeah but i think having i think truly the moral of the story is appreciate people for just them being people and not what they can do for you or the special gifts or abilities they have i think that like across the board is a huge lesson to take from this movie which i think a lot of people can take is that don't see people as this is what they can do for you or this is what they can do to elevate your family or your group or your tribe or whatever but really see people as precious and beautiful despite of their skills and their talents and what they can give to your organization or whatever and i think mirabel represents a beautiful hearted person who maybe lacks a skill that the world can look at and say wow they're very good at x right and instead appreciate the her basically her grit her perseverance and her attempts to help and see the beauty in that and i think the family finally sees that in mirabelle and sees the way that she her gift i think is bringing the family back together is that she is the corrective element in a family that is slowly breaking apart she is like her ability is the the glue the love of the family sure i get it i don't think she actually has a real ability i mean like if you're going to talk like x-men abilities i don't think she actually has one no i just think it shows that okay it is she is the secret sauce of the family i guess i feel like that message love people for who they are not what they can do was exemplified in Louisa's song yeah. <laughs> like i feel like Louisa's song nails it so much and then the rest of the plot and even the ending don't really add to that i think it's, i think bruno i think her relationship with bruno uh shows but, but that's something. that's a different conflict because it's not that they loved bruno for what he could do for them they didn't like what he could do they didn't appreciate his they didn't like his gifts. right they thought he was so a he threat had, like he had the same issue as mirabelle is like his gift wasn't even seen as useful he just had one. Well, he was seen as a threat, you know, that, right. you know, this terrible vision. So I feel like I love when the grandmother hugs Bruno, but I feel like that conflict is different from the overall, how do we get this house back together? That it just makes those connections start coming apart just there at the very end. Yeah. But I love seeing the house come back together. I love seeing them all go in for a group photo. 
people people getting their powers back during that song is also fast. Again, my my whole thing is let the rebuilding of the family and the conflict and let the reintroducing Bruno into the family, let that last a little longer. I would even like if you rebuilt the house and you didn't have powers for a while. Right, yeah, sure. And sure. you would just And also like I thought I think it's really cool that the town comes and pitches in and they sing the part yeah, about absolutely. like we don't have a special talent but you've done so much for us like right. lay down your load and let us help you and receive. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, I would I would have loved a scene for Bruno to walk into the house when everybody was there, including the town, and it's just like a hushed silence. Yes. And he slowly walks in and no one says anything. And then and the Antonio character, you know, the little boy who can talk to animals or whatever, like he yes. runs up and hugs Bruno and there's like a celebratory moment. I feel like those are the Disney moments that we didn't get a lot of right when we needed it at the end. Yeah, cut for time. It's almost like I, guess, yeah. I feel like I got sh- I got shorthand for a resolution, but I wanted a little bit fuller of a final resolution. Like let the conflict breathe for a little bit longer. Let the resolution be a little bit more full. Yeah. Cause it feels a bit of a faux resolution at the end. It doesn't quite right. wrap up. Like there's still a lot of angst in this family and Abuela has a lot of stuff going on and she took a 180 right and really saw the errors of her way pretty fast give me a little bit more of that moment and i think then this movie would have risen a lot stronger but you know what i'm still gonna go back to this i think oh man these songs are bops i think so and i also feel like i would love a sequel like you were saying a disney plus show but like i would actually like a whole nother movie with these characters yes you know overcoming another challenge or something like that like i would be totally down for that Totally down. There are a lot of characters that don't get the kind of treatment and shine. Like, for example, her mom is in general a kind of a blank character. I mean, she's just seems like a loving mom. Right. Her dad has a moment here and there, but he just these there are so many people in this family that are just kind of paper standouts. No, that's not what I wanted. What are they? <laughs> cutouts. What are those called? Paper, paper cutouts. Uh, cutouts. <laughs> I wanted to say standees, like uh, you know, when you're introducing a new movie and there's like a cutout of Captain America. Right. A lot of the characters, because there are so many of them, are just kind of standees of people. And I really want more fleshed out characters, which you can't do in one movie. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, fun movie. I recommend watching it. I, I do too. I recommend it. The scene of Bruno having his vision is a little creepy. Like I was, <laughs> I don't know. It seemed intense. Maybe it wasn't as intense as it felt, but I I think it's no more it's no more intense than older. If like if your family can handle older Disney movies, use uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. No, I was going to say like do like the Ursula test. If uh, Ursula's poor unfortunate souls scares you, you're not quite ready for Encanto. But if you can do uh, if you can do Ursula, you can do Encanto. I don't think my kids have seen The Little Mermaid yet. Now that you mention mm. it, yeah, do the test. It. We'll have to we'll have to do the test. They have seen they have seen uh, Jungle Cruise and they've seen that is true. Uh, that snakes is true. R- come out of a guy's cheek. So that is I think true. Ready. That was probably disturbing. All right. Well, and also I am Louisa and Louisa is me. Uh, for that, for Louisa alone, I'm glad I saw this movie. Yes. Listeners, yes. let us know what you thought of Encanto. Comment on the Instagram post when it goes up. Instagram.com/slash movies on the side. You can also support the show with whatever amount you want every month at patreon.com slash movies on the side. You can access our bonus episodes. There's a bonus episode every time there's a 
like movie episode. There's a bonus episode. Today, Nate and I talk about appetizers versus desserts and what take-home food travels well. It was, I think it was a very good episode. And of course, if you have not yet, it would also help out the show if you went to the Apple Podcasts app and gave us a five-star rating and review there. And you can also rate us in Spotify now too if you listen there. And as we always say, I think it's time you learn you're more than just your gift. I'm sorry I held on too tight, just so afraid I'd lose you too. The miracle is not some magic that you've got. The miracle is you, not some gift, just you. Whoa. Hey, he can write some lyrics. We need to do a musical episode again soon, Nate, where we actually start singing again. We should do that. Yeah, it's true. Louisa says this line at the end. I may not be as strong, but I'm getting wiser. Yeah, I need sunlight and fertilizer. Let's plant something new and watch it fly straight up to the sky. Oh, my goodness. The stars don't shine. They burn just by itself. Is like, no, that is good. That is good.